welcome to Outside Voice Inside. June is Black Music Month, and this episode is titled, I Used to Love Her. This week, we discuss when we fell in love with hip-hop, artists that fueled our love, raunchy lyrics that we were too young to be reciting, and female rappers who deserve their flowers. Our special guest this week is Nikki Hampton, founder of Musificionado. So grab a seat, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. Welcome back, everybody, to Outside Voice Inside. This is episode 19, I Used to Love Her. Um, Everybody knows that song. As you can see, there are three faces here today. Um, We have our uh, wonderful friend, um, Nikki Hampton. I'm not going to give him your government name. (laughs) I got warrants. Joining us today. But I'm going to let my co-host introduce herself. And then I'll introduce Nikki, and then I'll tell you who I am to the world. Hello, everyone. Send the Lano back for episode 19. Uh, still being a right ass writer on my downtime. Uh, full-time student. And you know, getting these A's is hard. I got to keep up with the honor roll student. Young bug. Oh, yes. And just working. A working ass mama. That's who I've been this past week. I I have nothing else for the people. Nothing. Because a bitch is tired. Hey, it was the last week of school come up that just finished. So it's hardcore on that. (sighs) Um, I would like to introduce our special guest, Nikki Hampton. Um, Me and Nikki go way back. We go back to Black and Sexy TV. Um, oh wow! I I don't. It's funny because people people always ask how we met, and it was through Twitter, through Black and Sexy TV. We propositioned them about doing like recaps of the of the shows. And I never knew where Nikki came from. It was like she just appeared out of thin air, and I was like, "Oh, new friend." <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, I, I have the tendency to meet people on, on the intranets, but they're always really good people. So, you know, at the time when we uh, started talking to each other, she's lived in Chicago and she eventually uh, moved here to Atlanta. And then we became best friends for life. Um, <laughs> Nikki, <laughs> Nikki is also the founder of Muse Aficionado, the other podcast that I'm a part of. She is a lover of music since 1978, a Sade stan. She has been a DJ, a radio show host, and a producer. And she, her glory days are when she interviewed Wu-Tang back in 1990. So <laughs> she's been in love with Wu-Tang ever since. There's a show coming up, you know, she's going. So say hello, Nikki, in a few words, if you would like. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I am thrilled to be on here. I have watched Tam uh, create her own dream with this podcast, and I'm so excited for her. Um, She got a lot of podcasts. That's all I want to say out loud. But anyway. Uh, I'm super excited to be here and ready to talk about whatever we're going to talk about today. And um, it's Gemini season. I just had to say that out loud. Oh, happy belated um, birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hold your applause. Hold your applause. And that's it. So come on, let's just talk. Let's just get it out there. 
but well, I am Tam and I am a graduating fool because we had graduation yesterday. And I would like to give a shout out to uh, Savannah College of Art and Design class of 2022. Um, you guys pushed through a lot of adversity in the past two years, a lot of virtual classes, a lot of stuff that was looking kind of crazy for a little bit, but you all were able to accomplish and finish and walk across the stage. And I'm, I am proud mama to a lot of y'all. So uh, congratulations and I wish the best for everyone moving on in their lives and what has to come to them. I know y'all got them big jobs and contracts. Don't forget about the black lady that helped you get through grad. <laughs> Don't forget about me. <laughs> I will not forget you, Tamara. Thank Please you. Do not forget about me. So are we starting with news or music today? Let's start with what had happened was because okay. our music can segue into yes, it the, can the episode. I'm gonna let you go first, Anita. Okay, so current events we we know we we have to give this disclaimer first that we're well aware of what is going on in society today as far as schools and these act you know these shooters and we are not blind to that. We have not stuck our head in the sand we love babies and we want them all to survive. However, there's very little that we can do. Um, so to rehash it is really like stripping our wound back down to the bare bones. So we're gonna jump over that. And I wanna talk about society's reaction to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Now, Granted, nobody needed to see that case every single fucking day until a verdict was given. None of us needed that. However, I think it did pull back the veil on how people really view domestic violence because it's kind of fucked up how we will freely make jokes about a bitch that's getting her ass whooped when we don't fuck with her or we don't like her. Right. But we will go super hard for a guy to be buried under the motherfucking jail if he puts hands on someone that we like. And I feel like this case has put a mirror out for all of us to really sit with how do we really feel about domestic violence, especially when both people are abusive, right. as this case was. It's not about picking sides. It's about if I was getting my ass beat, who would support me, you know? Or if I put hands on a nigga, who is gonna condone that? And let me just say, I don't condone that. I, I have a lot of violent women in my family who be beating up niggas. And I just be like, that's just not cool, y'all. But he pissed me off. Keep your motherfucking hands to yourself. Because exactly. if he call back and punch you in your head, it's a problem. You're going to call all the cousins, all the uncles, your daddy, grandpa, and y'all ready to murder this nigga, but you punched him in his face. Why can't we keep our hands to ourselves, people? Look, Why? Let me tell you. <laughs> my mama always said to me, if you hit a man, be prepared for the consequences. So I was always ready to fight. If I if I struck the first blow, I was always prepared in my spirit that I was going to have to fight. And that was just because, 
you know, my mom wasn't telling me to hit me, but she was like, if you take it there, you take it there, you just be prepared to defend yourself. Like, because you started mm-hmm. it and you mm-hmm. can't say that man shouldn't hit you just because you were a woman, you hit him first. So that was always the way that I have gone into that. If I have never hit a man unwarranted, like I'm usually defending myself when I, when I have done so, yeah. but I have never just hauled off and hit somebody just because they made me mad. Like, you know what I mean? But I feel like people, some people feel like if I get mad and I hit you, you can't hit me. Nah, fuck that. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I just, I feel like everybody has a right to defend themselves. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. so for me, if I get so angry that I want to hit you, whether that's you, Tam, Nikki, ex-husband, it's time for me to go. I can't, I can't be in this relationship anymore because that anger doesn't go away. It it swelters and it's, it, it's just there until it comes back again. And I don't want myself in that situation because we're going to war. If some, if some dokes come out, mm-hmm. we fighting to the death. I don't care who you are. You can't mm-hmm. come back from that, right? No matter how much you apologize, like, I'm sorry I fucked you up. Yeah. So I can tell you guys, because this is a safe space, of course, I have been, um, I was married previously and um, I am pro leave that motherfucker. I'm pro leave that motherfucker. That is me. Um, When I was younger, (laughs) I have absolutely put my, I put my hands on my ex-husband. Absolutely. I will admit that I've said it to other people. So it's not that big of a surprise, but in hindsight, looking back, when both of y'all are toxic, and I hate using that word, but that's the, that's the only word that comes to mind. When both of y'all, people know how to make, how to push each other's buttons. Mm-hmm. And if you're with somebody that pushes your buttons and takes you out of your character, leave. Just leave. Don't put your hands on people, male, female, it doesn't matter. Don't put your hands on nobody. Um, but I feel like the media has definitely sensationalized this entire trial, like you said. We didn't have to see it every day. Hey, mm-hmm. y'all in trial, in, that's it. But to see it on an everyday basis and the memes that have come out, the, um, you know, the jokes, the everything that, have, that has transpired. And then the things that are behind the scenes that we don't even see, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the, the whole anti Amber Heard, the whole anti Johnny Depp, the, 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 the things that have fed into this just divides us even more. You know, mm-hmm. as a woman, I'm, nine times out of 10, I'm always going to side with a woman because, you know, we little for the <laughs> most part. We little, you know, unless we, you know, five, eight, five, 10, et cetera, et cetera. That's an inside joke. Don't even laugh at that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, now you don't want to be five, eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> five, eight. Look, y'all not see me standing tall in my This is my five, eight. I'm, I'm not fooling with you today. I'm not fooling with you. Shut out, but I say all of that to say, you know, I'm going to side with a woman regardless of what happened. We see this in music with this Meg and Tori thing as well, right? We mm-hmm. see people saying, oh, Meg is noticeably bigger than Tori. Meg is this, that, and the other. And, oh, Tori didn't do this. Oh, Tori didn't do that. Unless she was there, I don't really want to hear it. Let it play out in court. Let it play out with the evidence. And then make your decision after that. But so many people bandwagon enjoying what they think is right, not knowing the facts. And it drives me crazy. 
with all the domestic violence, with all of the the he said, she said, and, and celebrities and everything, it just drives me crazy because we don't know. You never know unless there's concrete, hard evidence or videotape or whatever. And even that can be doc- it doctored up, so. Yeah, it's just, I feel like it's a, this is a time for us to really sit with how much do we support people who suffer from domestic violence? Like seriously, without the jokes, and all of that, think about everyone that you are close to and that you come into contact with because a lot of times people don't share that they're getting fucked up in their relationship because we see people making jokes about it. Like, ex-hubby didn't put his hands on me, but I experienced literally every other type of abuse you could experience. Mm -hmm. And when Tamara found out, she was like, what because she didn't see it it it's that it's that some people who are in domestic violence situations can hide it that well Mm -hmm. the person who's being victimized and also the abuser like there are some men who they're not gonna hit you in your face because they don't want nobody to know they're hitting you so they'll hit you in your fucking ribs and you walk around with cracked ribs but it's like i can't tell my friends because they laughed at another woman who was abused like that bitch didn't leave so she must have wanted to get hit and so I just I challenge us to really sit with how we really think about domestic violence and just be better be best yes moving on Tamara hit us with what you have pulled out of current events (laughs) <laughs> I have to take a breath before I say this. Dear John Gray. Oh, no, 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 no. Please. That's not your, what I came on the show for. No. Please, please keep your dick in your pants. Um, John Gray, again, has been discovered to be sneaking behind his wife's back. I mean, the first time he got caught, he bought her a new car. I told my friends today that he she gonna have a whole goddamn lot by the time this nigga is finished. And then the fact that you got caught, somebody somebody leaked your nudes and it was what I have read on the internet was a virtual masseuse. How do you get a massage virtually, John? Like, it's, I, I feel like it's like, again, I told Sunita, I felt like it's like a code for some sex chat. Like some some video mutual masturbation or something is happening that she has your nudes. What is a virtual massage? John Maybe Gray. she has a voice like you, Tamara, and she's massaging his intellect. <laughs> look, how do I how do I log off? Hold on. Let me just this not, this not how you log off. Okay, that look, that'll be heard. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we sexy voices you know Nikki uh, was it, weren't you on the radio <laughs> and I do not talk like this my my voice on the radio is very much like this so you that people it? can enjoy listening to what I'm talking about but even if I did that a virtual massage you should not be having your clothes off when you talk to me unless you're paying me lots of dollars like, midnight lots. magic baby yeah. <laughs> midnight magic quiet storm with Nikki <laughs> <laughs> No, but oh honestly, like, 
here's the thing is that you know my point being is that people in the church are so push monogamy and marriage so tough that they don't give people within that space to explore other things maybe they don't want to be married maybe they just want a lifelong partnership and it don't have nothing to do with the lord and them standing in front of the church with lots of other people watching it's just, it doesn't, the church doesn't allow for that. So you have these men, these pastors in the church that be having 59 babies outside of their marriage. Like how many other extra kids do Jamal Bryant got like outside of the ones he got with Giselle, like five or six extra kids. He like, he like Nick Cannon, but he a pastor. Like, so it's just, it's kind of one of those things. Like it's a, it's a lot of pervasive things going on in the church that they don't want to talk about. But then when somebody exposes you, then you're going to, you have an issue and you're going to take it to the Lord in prayer and then get prayed up and heal. And I don't want to do hear it all that. over. Yes. Do and it do over. it again six months later. I don't want to hear that. Like, this so is the issue that I have with religious organizations so there's this designated person who gets to tell everybody else what they should be doing in order to maintain a healthy relationship with God. They get to get all in your business and be like, sis, stop fornicating, stop committing adultery, stop being headstrong and independent, be submissive to your husband but you out here acting a whole goddamn fool for the entire public to see. You're embarrassing your family. You're embarrassing your congregation. You're embarrassing yourself because a virtual masseuse, nigga, you seem fucking silly. So I just kind of feel like, why the fuck would I listen to you? You don't even know how to manage your life to where the rest of the world can't see it. Who are you to manage mine, nigga? Congregation. Where's the um, where's the collection plate? Where's the collection plate? You can't tell me how much money you need. How much you make? I need all the coins that you would give Brother Gray because he doesn't deserve any of them. So you don't want to buy uh wait they call her the Avenger. That is not her name. Her name is Aventer. You don't. (laughs) They have called her Adventure Aviator. Uh, the I have her Aviary. Yes, Aviary. I have seen everything. Her name is Aventer. it's so bad. I, you know, I I don't like to feel sorry for people, but in my heart, in my very soft heart, I'm just like, baby, leave. Like, I feel like a big sister, baby, baby, just leave. But you know, the <laughs> church is encouraging her to work it out with her husband. And that maybe, maybe if she did some more stuff, he wouldn't do what he, because that's what that, that's what it is. If, no. she if she not doing her part, then somebody else going to do it for her. So she needs to, to fix what's wrong with him. She need to fix it. You so know, that's always the church. Place. Yeah. This doesn't have, have a place at all. Have you not seen the material? No, 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 ma'am. No, ma'am. No. Fix and yourself. Get yourself right. I am not a doctor. I am not a therapist. I am not any of these things. Get yourself together. I can't even say and then come back to me because don't come back. I'm good. No, yeah. thank you. I'm straight. Mm-mm. But I this just... is the religion has a chokehold on our people because she will sit up there and have to listen to other faith leaders telling her what she should be doing to maintain her marriage. Meanwhile, this punk motherfucker ain't doing shit to maintain their marriage except throwing monetary gifts at her 
and making it public so everyone else can see, you, you know, I'm sorry, I embarrassed the family, but I'm going to buy you a Rolls Royce. So you put a, you put an amount, a dollar amount on integrity to our marriage and to your organization and your religion? No, thank you. I you can't know, wait for sis to be like, I've had enough. Bye. I can't believe he still has is working at a church. Because I mean, look at what they did to Carl Lutz and the heel song. He had to go. Baby. <laughs> found out he, was immediately. Life, he had to go immediately. Immediately. They escorted him all the way out. Like, yes. oh, bye. Oh, bye. Yes. You know, yes. when you have women have intuition and before you start talking to the church before you start talking to your friends da, 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 your gut your right here all right here it's like diaphragm to tummy that's intuition that's your where your women's intuition is if you don't listen to that baby i can't help you you got to listen to yourself first before you start seeking others and and all this other stuff if your body and your gut is telling you that something is wrong i told you i'm pro lead that nigga leave him leave leave him i think there's other things that play too like as much as i want her to be like deuces to you nigga there's she loses status if yeah. she leaves she loses support if she leaves she loses way more than he will ever lose yep mm-hmm because obviously that's why he keeps doing it. He hasn't lost anything right. that's worth him changing his behavior. He well, he gets publicly humiliated for like 5.2 seconds because when was the last time he was in the news, right? right. We stopped thinking about his ass and now here his ass come again. And it's like, nigga, are you doing this for attention? Because shouldn't you getting caught the first time been enough to be like, I don't want to do that to myself or my family again. So I hate that it's 2022 and women are still in this situation of, I have to plot my getaway from this raggedy motherfucking nigga in order to have some sanity, or I have to stay here and just suffer through it because how am I gonna pay these bills? How am I gonna take care of these kids? How am I gonna take care of myself? Right. This should not still be happening in 2022, y'all. It shouldn't. But here we are. You've been married and divorced, Nikki. So have I. And let me tell you, plotting to get away from a nigga, it takes some time. Why do you think I moved to Atlanta? See? (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, (laughs) nigga, I'm out. (laughs) Great. I wish you whatever you need to get away (laughs) from this faulty nigga. And I hope he loses his privileges in the pulpit. Yeah, because I, I just, this is, at this point, it's ridiculous. Like, this is three strikes you out, homie. You got to go. Like, it's you got to go. And if we're not mistaken, technically, is this the fourth strike? Yes, it is the fourth strike. But I was giving him, a, I'm giving him a little leeway for this being the third strike. And this is just what we know. Yep. That's, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying also. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's yeah. terrible. But no, enough, you know, it's fine. Huh? It's, Let's get into what's been in our speaker box. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll tell you what's been in mine. So I am a avid fan of Mac Miller, all iterations of him. Mm-hmm. And I totally forgot he had this song with Rick Ross. Amazing song, Insomniac. I love that song. I listen to it every day this week. 
at least two to five times a day. But in between that, I was listening to, have you guys heard of Unknown Mortal Orchestra? I have, yes. Yes, they're a New Zealand psychedelic rock band. And it sounds like, what the fuck are you listening to? But they're more, it's like jazz. It's like acid jazz a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have this song called Honeybee. I love this song. It's the best. Oh, let me write that down. I don't think I've heard that one, but I, I have heard oh, it down. Yeah, but I'm going to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. It um, has a very jazzy feel to it. Okay. okay. Nikki, what you been listening to? Oh, I have been road tripping. So that's 10 hours of music. Um, so I'm just going to break it down. Uh, Femme It Forward. I love them. Um, what You Deserve is like my theme song. Because um, I feel like you should get what you deserve. And that's in all areas of yes. life. Um, Tam, no, Kenyon Dixon. <laughs> that's been on repeat, baby. Yes. Uh, he has a song with D Smoke. What is it? Get get high get back Look, yes get high, get i just know how to sing it like re- remembering it i'm like oh yes. okay yeah get um back. what else i you know me and alex isley we've been beefing even though i listen to her music religiously we beefing um her last project is still on repeat for me i just uh, love me some alex isley um <laughs> yeah Yes. I'm trying to think what else. It's so much, so much music. I'm kind of grumpy because um, I listened to Silk Sonic's album again and I was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. But I have gone back and revisited some things that Anderson Pac has done that I feel like we just don't, we just kind of take for granted. Let me say it like that. We just kind of take it for granted. Like, oh yeah. Um, what's the song the one that was on the photograph uh soundtrack that i can't the one he'd be like don't nobody even beg anymore i'm like yes and i don't i don't know the name but i know what you're talking i know the song you're talking about from photograph from yes um i think that for the most part that's it i feel that's a good balance so i I gave you some anderson park i gave you some feminine forward and i gave you alex but those are the things the three things that are like heavy heavy on my mind oh Tanking the bangers, communion in my cup. Oh, I'm yeah. done. I'm done. I can talk about it all day. I'm done. I'm done. Tamara. See how she did? And right. But those were good. Tamara, <laughs> before you say something, Nikki said nobody begs anymore. Honorable mention. I know we be making fun of this nigga because he just be so ridiculous all the time. But Tyrese has this song called Leave. It is legit the best song he's ever made. If you have never heard it, Wait, you know my favorite song by Tyrese is Shame. That is yes. a, Shame is, that shit is yes. good too. Yes. Yes. Shame is, is on the same level. Yes. Like he oh says, my. I'm not gonna beg you to stay. This nigga lists every reason why she should not go. And I was like, hey, But it was he begging though, was he? He wasn't begging though. He wasn't begging. It was, it's so he was so like I people don't give Tyrese enough credit for what he's good at. Right. Singing. That's because he keep acting a fool when we every no, time we look strong, he acting a fool. The man okay. has a life size transformer in his front yard. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? What? I said, is he a Gemini? Tyrese is not a Gemini. No, ma'am. No, I don't think no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I don't, I I don't think he's a Gemini. I, I have a list. 
He is not one. He is not so a one. Now, now I got to look it up. Like he's not. No, he's a Capricorn. Thank you, December 30th. That explains it. That does explain it, unfortunately. R. Kelly, R. Kelly is also a Capricorn, in case y'all don't know. R. We're Kelly not talking about him. I just wanted to bunch everybody together so we could put everybody in the same proverbial nasty box. Tyrese isn't that bad. Don't do that to him. He's foolish. But he's not as bad as as um, Roberto. Camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do we get to telling us what songs you're listening to? Okay, okay. okay, so um, so this week at work because it was the last week of school at my job, and they wanted us to. Um, uh, post songs that gave us the happy and that were celebratory tunes. And one of my favorite songs of all time is Days Like This by Sean Escofri. And it's the DJ Spinner remix that is the one that is probably like 10 minutes long, but it's the best version of it. But it's like a dance song, house music um, from the early 2000s. Sean Escofri is an artist from the UK and he did a lot of good house songs and then disappeared off the planet so I, I i wish he was still making music and if he is i need to i haven't seen anything new for a very long time and i'm concerned because i love him um but that was my song that i contributed at work but um what i have been playing repeatedly and nikki's gonna laugh and so it's and sanita you're gonna laugh too is um burner boy's new single last last because i found somebody to app to uh interpret what he's saying in pigeon on the song so now i understand what the song is about so now that i understand what the song is about his ex-girlfriend is putting out a diss song to trash him in response to this song so i have to wait for stefan don to release her uh whatever song she's putting out so now it's drama behind it so now i'm invested completely totally jumping right in yes and they've been broken up for some years now but but yeah that's what we say on site it don't matter it don't matter if it's been years it's on site it's on site yes just like uh uh Givian I'm just gonna call him that today and Justine Sky with the two live songs yeah that's on site tell me your business yes (laughs) but but both of y'all did a live song and neither one was good but all right then let's (laughs) (laughs) couldn't even promote each other what is going on oh father god (laughs) oh yeah that's what we're listening to in our speaker box, y'all. Now y'all have a list of tunes to go and listen to to make yourself familiar with these different artists and this different music that we all listen to. But now we get to get dive into the topic of I Used to Love Her. And it's basically about, we're going to discuss women and their relationship to hip-hop, our love-hate relationship with hip-hop, <laughs> our love-love for hip-hop and just how some things are a little unfair in certain areas of hip hop for uh, female artists. So, mm-hmm. how, look, where we where do we start, Sunita? Where do we start? <laughs> Firstly, I mean, we have to ask the cliche question: How old were you when you fell in love with hip hop? Now, age is very relative. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give us a ballpark. So I don't remember, the reason I don't remember, but I could probably narrow it down is the very first, outside of Wu-Tang, the very first, I think, quote unquote, tape that I bought 
was, um, I can't remember the name of the album, but it was Easy Automobile. That was like the first time that I snuck to the basement, because you can't play that in front of your mama, snuck to the basement, I played it, and he was like, you don't have to front on me, bitch. I was like, bitch. Wait a minute. minute. It was problematic back then, and here I am. Twenty twenty more years in the game, and I'm just like, hmm, hmm. But that was definitely the first tape that I bought outside of you know obsessing about Wu Tang. That don't count. Uh, so I, whatever time period that is, twenty thirty years ago, that's me. Me. Maybe I was eleven, twelve. I don't remember. But that is the first time that I feel like I fell in love. I was like, oh, I like this. It's very cadency. Yes, I for me, NWA caught my ear. So I was just like, niggas with an attitude. They let them call them niggas on the front. I have to listen to this. And the crazy thing about it is Logan used to have, for everyone who doesn't know, Logan is Bug, my kid. She used to have tremendous amounts of energy. It was like five little boys wrapped into one person. And it was difficult getting her to do nap time. I put on Easy E or NWA, and this nigga would go straight to sleep. Or Gorillas in the Mist, straight to sleep. Straight Not Gorillas to sleep. in the Mist. Like, how do you sleep during that song? I'm very confused. Yeah. <laughs> he goes straight to sleep as soon as I put it on. Those were the guys that made me I was very much into local music so I'm from Oakland California so I really loved the delinquents and there was this compilation there was cell block one and cell block two I had no business listening to either of these because these niggas were just talking about drugs fucking bitches killing people but this it was like this is live like in a little background I was raised a Jehovah's Witness so I was just like what is this it was exciting. Rap music was exciting to me. And as much as I should not have liked this man, he was my introduction to rap music too, too short. Oh yeah. A pimp, y'all, was yeah. my introduction to rap music. And my dad was like, absolutely fucking not. Found my delinquents tape and broke it in half and was just like, you bring this shit in here again, you getting an ass whooping. So that was, and I was about 13, 14, but that's what fueled my desire, which we will get into this. I fell in love with female rappers after that. Oh, good gracious. You pass it on to you, Cam. Um, my situation's a little different. My grandfather was a DJ. So mm. uh, as soon as Curtis Blow, These Are The Breaks came out, he played it for me. And I couldn't have been more than seven, six or seven years old when I heard it. Is that about the right time? Yeah, about the right time in late 70s. Yeah, so I was I was a little kid the first time I heard hip hop. And it just kind of, it stuck with me. And it was more, it was, I'm very much a, um, a drum beat type of person. So it was like the beat, the rhythms and the beats of it kind of caught me. And from there, you couldn't keep me away from it. The first time I had actual my parents took me to actually buy my own like record. 
I won a contest on the radio and I got a gift certificate. And the first album that I ever purchased, that hip hop album I ever purchased was um, Boogie Down Productions. Criminal Minded was the first one. I, I specifically wanted that particular, huge KRS-One fan. Like he was everything to me. So when I got my monies and I was able to do it and I had my own record player, I was doing it. I mean, I also had um, an NWA tape that my parents heard me listening to and my mama broke it in half. You know, I, I felt like it was me. <laughs> I felt like it was me ironing my clothes and saying, fuck the police real loud. That kind of got me in trouble. But um, <laughs> but it's funny how NWA was like with all of us. I don't, and I feel like the, the, the appeal with NWA, I will say this, the appeal for people like NWA and everything West Coast was that it was a totally different type of lifestyle that I had no, I, I used to have the soundtrack to the movie Colors and just play, oh my it, God. play it on repeat. With ice tea. Ice tea yes. and just play it on repeat because it was, it was something about the West Coast living that fascinated me that I just, because it was just not, it was nothing that I'd ever seen, ever heard. I'm, you know, I'm from Southeast Virginia. This is pretty much country. Like, so it was it was just something that was that fascinated me about it because it was something I had never heard. But then, you know, because I had family in New York. So it was like when I went to New York, I was like, oh, New York, because of these, these are the things I've heard, but I've never seen. So I think that, you know, when you have a great big old imagination like I did, you kind of imagine these things. And that's kind of what hip hop did for me in the early days it was it brought things to me in my mind that I felt like I would never be exposed to I would never get to the west coast I would never go to New York City but thus I have done those things as an adult at this point in my life but you as a kid you don't think that you just you know you watch the breakings and the beach streets and you're like that looks so cool like but you, you know so it's one of those things so I was a I was a little baby when I, when I first heard it. I feel like the, when you fell in love with hip hop and the song or artist that made you really realize like, I love this shit. I feel like that can be two different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I didn't realize that I loved hip hop so much until I found the women who were doing the same things the dudes are doing and better. Mm-hmm. so people can say whatever fuck they want to say about queen latifah about yo-yo about little kim but those were the women that made me love hip-hop because they were legit doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do they didn't they didn't let the men around it i mean we see the behind the scenes things the things that they had to deal with but they were like so empowering to me. I remember there was this song Yo-Yo had and it used to come on, was it BET? It used to come on every day at the same time. And it wasn't, you can't play with my Yo-Yo. It was like earlier than that. But Mm -hmm. she was dancing, but it wasn't like real dancing. It was like hood dancing. But she, like, she wasn't dressed like with no clothes on, which I, I support all women in hip hop, whether they have home clothes or not. I don't give a shit about that. But it felt like, okay, there's a place for women in hip hop. Mm-hmm. 
because you don't have to be half-assed naked to like get in here and Queen Latifah did the same thing Queen Latifah was fully clothed most of the time but when absolutely when Kim came out that's that I was singing shit I should not have been singing at all and it's was were you singing about Sprite bottles in your mouth? What were you <gasps> Yes, I was. Yes, I was. I was singing about fuck these niggas. I don't want it. If you're not eating it, mind you, nobody had ever tasted the coochie. I'm still saying it. Because I was just like, you can't say this as women. But little Kim is like, fuck you. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say. And I support women, regardless of if I agree with what you're saying. I support women's right to just say whatever the fuck they want to say. So little Kim made me fall in love with him. Mine was MC Light. I am a from yes. born and Chicago, so I'm a househead. And when she did the the what we'll lightly call the remix of Light as a Rock, and that beat, that yeah. beat, light as a rock, or you could say a boulder rolling down your neck, pounding yeah. down your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. That, that was there. I was zoned in and she was not, she was, she was feminine, but she was tomboyish because she didn't have the little stuff on. Da, 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 da. And I was like, this is my cousin. Like you couldn't tell me the MC light was not related to me. I was like, somehow, some way we got to be related and how she rolled with the guys, but still was set apart on her own path and doing her own thing and how she, um, she was somehow connected to audio too. And I love top billing one of my favorite songs from back in the back in the back in the back in the day and how she worked that whole thing out. Like that's when I knew I was like, Hmm, women in hip hop. Yes. Yes. Sign me up for the D's. I love these Queen Latifah, of course, salt and pepper being mm -hmm. salt and pepper, excuse me, being the, uh, you know, the quintessential girl group for hip hop at that time. Like, uh, I could not get down with, this is an unpopular opinion. That's on a whole nother podcast. Don't worry about this. I love, love Miss Melody, but I couldn't get, until self-destruction, I really couldn't get down with, mm -hmm. and maybe it's because I'm like, just not a New York type of girl. I just, I was really trying. I was like, I'm gonna catch it. I couldn't flow. I couldn't catch it. But MC Light did it for me. Absolutely. For me, it was um, early artists, um, and because I'm older than y'all, uh, Finesse and Cinquis and um, Sweet Tea, those were like, and, and the thing, the reason I always liked Sweet Tea, she always had these little teeny micro braids, and I was like, I could get my hair like that, and I could do these dances <laughs> like her, and my name start with a T, so I can do it too, like, I was like, I'm gonna do it. Like, I'm going to do this. But like, you know, some of those early artists, those, you know, those girls that had the one song that you never heard from them, like ever again, like early on in hip hop. I used to go to like the Fresh Fest when they used to come around, when it used to do on tour. Like I seen Run DMC and all of them, like Heavy D and the Boys when I was a kid. So it was always like when every time I would see like the girls that were on stage or touring with them, I would always be like, yes, I can do it. Now, also, um, MC Light is one of my favorites. Um, she definitely um, 
kind of paved the way I feel like for a, a certain area of hip hop with women in it. I just, I love the MC Light. Like she was everything when, you know, she was everything to me. But you know, my favorite female rapper and she don't rap like she used to. She just don't rap. She does other stuff. It's always going to be, and people always laugh at me when I say it, but Raw Digger is my favorite female. Raw Digger was dope. Why, was wait, so why would they laugh at you? Because people, you know, because people don't do yeah. their history. They don't do their history. So, you know, every my favorite has to be either Nikki or Cardi or Meg. But no. 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 I mean, but, look at Nobody said that. Nobody said no, that. I, no, I'm not saying y'all. I'm saying people. Like when I say, if I came, if I went somewhere and said, you know, Raw Digger is my favorite female MC, how many people in the room would be like, yeah, I don't know who that is? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, because people don't do their Googles and people don't do their history of hip hop. And that has always been a, you know, like a thorn in my side is that people don't really know the history of hip hop and don't go to learn it. And they feel like because it came out yesterday, that was the first time that somebody did it. And that is never, ever the case. So, mm-hmm. but I, I, I have a deep love for a raw digger in my heart, deep in my heart. And I feel like she doesn't get the props that she actually really kind of deserves, but you know, that's no. my opinion. She, well, she never got the shine, her nor Lady of Rage. That was my can bitch. I throw in a third, can I throw in a third name? Yeah. Yes. Jean Grey. Yes. Oh my God. There you go, look. It's she doesn't even rap anymore. She don't it's even do it anymore. It's the Talib Association that has messed her up. I'm gonna be honest. In my opinion, people have associated her with Talib, and it's just been downhill from there. But go ahead, go ahead. Rod Digger, Talib. I mean, Rod Digger. Shoot, Rod Digger. Jean. Who else? Wait, who's the third person we said? She said Lady of Rage. Lady of Rage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But Jean is like in a class all of her own because she not really only is this bitch dope as fuck on the mic. She write niggas raps, yeah. which people get into because the niggas love to be out here like they write everything that they spit. And no the fuck you don't, niggas. No, you don't. You got dope ass people like Gene writing your shit. Top billers with platinum records had Gene writing a shit. And they are taking full credit for it. Like, yeah, I spit this off the dome. No, you don't. Gene wrote that. We're not going to tell all your secrets, but... Jean's yeah. fans know. Right. We know. And Jean's a Sagittarius. Of course uh, she is. Uh, <laughs> oh, that me. explains why I love her so much. I wait, love Sagittarius women. Wait a minute. Did you know that me and both of us are Sagittarius? Me and Sin are Sagittarius. So. And my rising sign is Gemini. I know when y'all birthdays are. I know the Gemini part, but I know when y'all birthdays are. Yeah. Why you think I agreed to the podcast? <laughs> we are one. Yeah. I know, I know. Look, collectives. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like that's a good, mentioning Gene is a good segue into our love-hate relationship mm-hmm. as women with hip-hop because I, we purposely named it I used to love her, me personally, because I don't love hip-hop like I used to. I'm not even gonna lie, I don't. I like that it has evolved into all this new shit because my favorite rapper, I can't even call him a rapper to be honest. I mean, it's Kid Cudi. He don't, he raps, but he doesn't rap. It's very weird. It's like eclectic rap, right? Um, But if you had asked me, who my favorite rapper was 20 years ago, 
I'd have said Jay-Z because Jay-Z appealed to my intellect. Mm -hmm. He's very smart and he, you can hear it. And, and again, for all the people watching and love hip hop, like don't get it fucked up. Jay-Z had people writing his shit too. Yes, he can spit off the dome, but, yes, but he was surrounded by a ton of smart people too. Now, they didn't mm -hmm. get as much shine as him, but honorable mention, Memphis Bleak. <laughs> this nigga was one of the dopest rappers, but, you know, he faded to black because I guess his bag was not in hip-hop. Jazz O. Thank you. Yeah. From the beginning, right? Coming up, Jazz O, I know some people are going to hate me for saying this, but he was a better rapper than Jay-Z. He was. Don't throw tomatoes at me. Tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> but I feel like true hip hop heads can admit these things. And we can also admit why our love, my love hasn't waned because of the triple extensions, um, juice worlds, young NBA. Like they don't, they don't make me feel no hip hop I put them off in a they genre right I don't have to that if I don't want to but I do I might fuck with the little yotties you know what I'm saying I might fuck with the little Uzi Burks they be having some dope shit out I'm not saying their whole album is dope but they be having but I feel like it's because they're associated with old heads that make they shit sound good because little Uzi Burt got a song produced by um pharrell oh yeah i can keep that shit on repeat shit's fucking dope <laughs> nikki don't make that face <laughs> i will i will i will give tam props because she made me listen to nle chopper when i was like on strike i was like uh -huh. you, i need you to see my picket sign I was like i'm not listening to this new shit i'm not listening to this new shit and she was like no nikki listen to da, 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 da. and then i listened and I listened a little bit more, and I was like, "Well, shit." And then once she adopted him, I was like, "Well, yeah, now he my he became nephew, my son. So I don't, now he my nephew, so I gotta listen. You gotta support family." So I'm like, "Well, fine, I'll listen to it then. All right, fine." Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of new new cats, as we call them out. Deontay Hitchcock. Oh yeah, he's dope as fuck. Very much so. Yo, Coda the Coda the friend is. I stand for Coda the friend. I stand. And, for oh my friend. gosh, she loved Coda the friend. I love my Coda God. the friend. He's why are we not talking about it more people so yeah <laughs> there, there's some new people that kind of sort of like yeah, sure, sure. But, but i but i agree with you about like new people and it's again it's not the new people that made me dislike it it's it's a little bit more like mm -hmm. i i have a love for it but mm -hmm. i'm not in love with it like i like it i was i used to be you know what my sister calls one of those hippity hop uh a hip hopper like i you know i always tell people this story and they laugh at me about how i was in virginia and i i was on the street team for slum village so i was slanging stickers and t-shirts back in the day so you know like i was also did it for like raucous records for like a couple of years like i was doing stuff like that because i was eating it i was breathing it but then mm -hmm. As you get older and you start to make, you know, for me, I really started listening to the things that I was reciting and it was ugly. Mm -hmm. 
it was it was really ugly and then it was then when it was brought to the attention that it was ugly for girls women to listen to it was mm-hmm. like nobody gave a fuck and so then it made it then it made it even harder to want to be like yeah bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks like it just it made it it made it a little more difficult to listen to even though I still listen to it when it comes on, but it makes it like in your head, you're like, oh man, like, should I be saying this? Should I be supporting this? So it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of different things that you, that have happened in hip hop that have made you, well, made me reevaluate how I actually felt about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think when Rough Riders was out, I, uh, when they were at their peak, I interviewed Wah, and this was after um, his brother had been in, like, this really bad accident on the three-wheeler, mm-hmm. and so I flew out to New York to interview him, and the hospitality that he showed was, like, I've never been treated like that by anyone in the industry, like, it was amazing, you guys. And so I, at that point, I was like, I love the culture that hip hop was, but it has changed so much because there aren't people like Wah and his brother anymore, right? right. Even within the Rough Riders, it was male focused. Like, yes, Eve was there, but she was the only pit bull in a skirt. Ugh, a couple other people, but for the most part, it was Eve and she had to deal with their mistreatment. And that's kind of where my love-hate relationship comes in because women have to go through so much. Like Snoop's debut album was literally one of his best. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. talked about us like motherfucking dogs. Oh my God. Like trash. Okay. Now, granted, he was young. What was Snoop? 18? Yeah. 19? When it he first, was, yeah. 19. I yeah, think about like, 19. I think but this nigga's like 50 now. I may be putting some years on it. But he's like 50 now. He's 50? Yeah. Right. Okay. Hey, look, keep talking. You know I'm, I'm a researcher. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> but he went from talking about us as bitches and sluts that he loved to mistreat to bitches and sluts that he took care of because he was a pimp either way it goes it's not do we want to be talked about that talked about like that right and he has made a career out of like degrading women and i realized when i was in high school me and my friends used to like challenge each other like do you know all the songs to i mean all the lyrics to some songs and we're seeing these not even letting it register like this nigga wants to put his balls on your forehead bitch and then not call you the next day like would you let a nigga do that in real life i mean if he paid me i'm kidding <laughs> i support sex trade how much so yes, pay me <laughs> anything is possible with the right amount of money um <laughs> free like you want to put your balls on my forehead for free like no so then you know we get the parties and the megs yes it was like you want to pay all right here's my cash app yeah, I right. those racks not so, 
so two things snoop will be 51 in october so we were right he's in his 50s. thank you oh he's 50 proper um and what you said about us reciting these lyrics when we were younger and um you know kind of being aware but not fully being aware of what we were saying this is why i support artists like flo millie i support yes a I support the city girls. Yes. I support Meg Plan B. That song, Use a Bitch. Yes, let these niggas know they bitches. Let them know. I support these women that are saying what they want to say. It's on my terms. This is how I get down. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. You're going to do what I ask you to do, or you can keep it going. I support that because now I can say these lyrics loud and proud. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's our vulva. Why can't I say, if you are not paying off all my bills, you don't even get to sniff it. What is wrong about that when he has said everything under the sun that is degrading? He has lived a pimp lifestyle. I mean, Coco's gorgeous to me, but that, like, look at her. And I can't, Coco can't be like, yeah, but he cashed me out. So that's why I look like this. Like, why is it wrong for us as women to be empowered about our own fucking coochie? Mm -hmm. That's wrong, but it's not wrong for a man to reduce us to nothing but our cooch. Right. And that's what has changed that's why I've kind of fallen out of love with hip hop because even, and I brought up Snoop on purpose because we have song after song after song of him degrading us and mm-hmm. telling us that we ain't shit. I'm going to put a leash on you, bitch, and walk you like the dog that you are. Baby. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and says, Cardi, you have kids. Like, nigga, you have kids too. And out of wedlock too. You have two sons and you have a daughter and you don't think your daughter listens to your fucking music, nigga? But Cardi has to set, and this is the thing that pisses me off. Cardi has to set this precedent of, this unrealistic precedent. And Mm -hmm. then married to, got multiple kids by multiple women and he gets to talk about dog walking bitches too. And he's married to her. Right. That's what makes me fall out of love with hip hop because it's so hip fucking critical. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. hypocritical. Yeah. Like, why can't I just enjoy it? Why can't I enjoy if I want to listening to niggas nut in my face? And why can't I enjoy listening to bitches saying they're nutting in niggas' faces? But, but wait, but the, and that's the thing is that it, it, it feels like to me a lot of times that the hypocrisy only shows itself when it is a woman that is empowering yes. herself. It only it only happens when when that happens, because if mm-hmm. she's a, a quote unquote a backpacker female rapper, they love that. Or she's a she's, oh, yes. a, little, she's a little hotepi. They love that. Oh, yeah. But if she's a whole ass city girl, you know. Y'all always want to be these city girls, these hoes, these uh, what? It's y'all always have something to say about the city girls. Y'all got something to say about Meg. Y'all got something to say about Cardi. Anybody that's like that, like they're giving this poor child a uh, Glorilla, the uh, the fuck nigga free. They giving her the business. Why? 
Why? I'm F R E E fuck nigga free. Come on, out. No, shit. that's my shit. <laughs> song it's one of my favorite songs so so the fact that but y'all want to talk about i mean why they out there twerking that girl is pregnant they look like they having a good time and she having a good time because she about to have a baby and she ain't gonna be able to be out in the street mind your business but they always have something to say when women want to take their power back or want to want to do what they have already been doing for years you suddenly have a problem with it Mm-hmm. Y'all got kids. Don't you got kids? Look, don't you don't take care of. Hmm. Thank you. But it stems back to remember, and we all know that iconic Lil Kim uh cover where she's sitting down, the legs is open, she got on the good fresh pink, and it was like she can't she can't pose like that. She can't do that. What why 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 not? I'm sorry. What that's I her pass- girlfriend Darlene her- was naked on the cover. What you talking about? Who? Ice-T's girlfriend Darlene was naked on the cover. What you talking about? The Ohio players had a girl dripped in Thank honey. you. That's what I'm saying. Look at all of Ohio players' albums. Yes! Covers. Because if a like, man like, does it, as long as a man is orchestrating the fuckery, mm-hmm. gonna get a pass. Yes. But let us orchestrate our own fuckery. Yes. And they ready to put us in the handmaiden tale. Get these bitches out of here. <laughs> Oppress them because they've gotten out of control. And I feel like hip hop does that a lot. And I feel like the men who claim they love these women, I feel like they don't speak up enough. No, like, they don't. Offset, yes. speak up, nigga. If you really support your wife and her abilities and you support her providing for the family, the as much as you do, speak up. Say this bitch got the right to do whatever the fuck she wanna do. I don't tell this bitch what to do. Right. And I feel like it takes away what they feel is some of their power. And that's why they don't want to support it and they just become haters. But I feel like it's damaging to hip hop because I'm tired of niggas constantly saying, you know, you bitches should be more like uh more Harriet Tubman. <laughs> First of all, do you know anything about Lauren Hill's history? Because Lauren Hill is like you niggas. Right. Just because she, she performed some hotel shit, that don't mean that's how she living her life, nigga. Not at all. The real life. What what did they say? The meme said Lauren Hill was pregnant by one man and singing about another man. Wait a minute. And yeah. having kids by a married man. Like, if we gonna tell the truth... Let's tell the truth. Like, I want yeah. women to stop feeding into this shit, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What the fuck does being a mother mean? What, how do you think I fucking got kids? Immaculate conception, right? No? Everybody. Was what was in the song, bitch? That's how this nigga got here. Yes. Why can't I talk about it? If he can talk about it, why can't I? And that's really what irks me about hip-hop is that they don't want women to enjoy it it's a game it's a sport why can't we play it why you know the the on the other side of that or pretty much the same side is the hypocrisy of you have an artist like Rhapsody who is rapping her ass off right rapping rapping circles around these men right yeah get the note the 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 
the props. That's the only word I can think of right now because yes. she fully dressed, you yep. know, gorgeous woman, but she not half dressed like some of these other rappers. There's so many rappers in the background Mm-hmm. that are very similar to what Rhapsody is doing. And I, she's the only person I can think of right now because I was on my City Girl stuff like five minutes ago. So I, I've got to separate my thoughts. <laughs> but there's so many other rappers out there that are very similar in their lyrical content and they dress like everyday girls, right? Just not, we ain't got to have the eyelashes and the weave down to our asses and the, the thigh high shorts and the boots and all this other stuff. But she in circles around y'all asses. Mm-hmm. and that you don't support that but and i'm not speaking bad about meg i love meg i adore meg but mm-hmm. meg out here with the cheeks is out hey man yes. meg's is out here with cheeks out and niggas is paying attention like this yep but wait a minute we're paying attention to the cheeks so that they can critique her lyricism after the fact exactly when meg before meg did big old freak we mm-hmm. all saw all the stuff that she was doing before. She was, I won't say she was a little bit more conservative, but she wasn't as out as she is now. Yeah. And it was catching no fire. It was catching no flame. It was just like, okay, yeah, she can rap. Right. But as soon as Meg got on that horse and was like, and big, old, big freak, old freak. Now we all like this. I'm with the guys. So like, what you gonna come out with next? What are we talking about next? Okay, but she did a freestyle like, two days ago where she was dressed in a baseball hat and, and jeans and shorts, jeans and a shirt, and y'all weren't paying attention. But they also, also when she did their freestyle, they were like, that was all right. That was just okay. Sex sells, and that's why No Name doesn't get hyped up. Right? Mm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. why Jersey is kind of going in that direction, but she's yeah. dope as fuck, and she doesn't get the accolades she deserves. She there does was- not. This, I'm gonna say this name is from way back, and I'm probably gonna fuck her name up. So, Tamara, correct me. Bahami, Bahamadia. 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 When I tell Bahamadia. you that Bahamadia could wrap people under the damn ground, I it fucking is. love Bahamadia. She was the shit. But because Absolutely. she wore a leather coat and had an afro, niggas wasn't fucking with her. Right. Absolutely. And I hate that because I support you whether you got a just a g-string on or you're fully clothed like if we talking about hip-hop and i i said something incorrect earlier tamra when you mentioned curtis blow my dad was a lover of hip-hop and never wanted to admit it because i heard the first like what could be considered hip-hop it was a song they were like it was like a roller skating song. Was it the Sugar Hill Gang? I think it was. But I'm going to play it. I'm going to find it so I can play it for you. And my dad had all these records. I thought they were disco, y'all. It was hip-hop. Yeah, because they started yeah. they were rhyming over disco records at the time. Yeah, that's that's yeah. how it started. Yeah, initially, mm-hmm. that's how it started. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like when we think about what it has evolved from to where it is today. I will never shit on the evolution of it, but there are some things that have remained the same because even back then with the Sugar Hill Gang and prior to that and a little after it, Roxanne Shantae was rocking circles around niggas. Yep. She didn't get her due. 
It was like three Roxanne's, right? Yeah. The real Roxanne, Roxanne, Shantae, and you're right. There was a... It was a third uh, Roxanne. Yeah, yes. there was a third Roxanne, yeah. Yeah. All them bitches was fired. Pretty yeah. much every woman who came out back then, and a lot of people... Tamara knows this because she's the one who told me, but Angie Stone was rapping back then. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Absolutely. And then she switched. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet my next paycheck that she switched because they wasn't fucking with her. Yep. And she was actually nice. Yep. I mean, you have to know Angie Stone got a mean pin. She wrote half of D'Angelo shit. She got a mean pen. So I can only imagine that her, her lyrics when she was rapping was really the shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. the shit back in the day. It's like, give us give us our flowers while we're alive as women because we are dope as shit. Don't sleep on us. Especially, especially these record labels that were popular. Excuse me. Throughout the 90s. Yeah. In the early 2000s, they always kept one badass bitch on their roster. Of course. Of course. Because they knew they had to appeal. And I feel like there were some people, like last week we had Vince Valhalla on, and I have conversations with him all the time, but these guys who run record labels, they get a sense of where the music is going before it gets there. Yeah. And they have to keep up with it. So that's why they keep a they keep a nice bitch on the roster. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When, when these niggas not doing their job, they too busy fucking bitches and sipping lean. Let's put this bitch out here and keep the keep this revenue rolling. Right. You hear us? You hear us, QC? You hear us, QC? Do you hear us, QC? TDs. Yes. Dreamville. Do y'all hear us? All right, I'm a man of my business. I'm a man of my business. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be said because even though we are small, we are mighty. Yes. That's why we're outside voice inside, right? We are talking mm-hmm. about the things that matter and that we want to bring attention to within the music industry. So all of the women who have these high-level positions, their presidents, CEOs, VPs, mm-hmm. they know this shit. And they're up there, but very much so like I I did some research on like women in government who have like top director positions and shit. And the director of the CIA, mm-hmm. he was like, Yeah, I'm I've made history because I'm a first, but I, I haven't changed shit because everybody else at the table is a man. Right. So, you know how long it's gonna take me to change shit? She says, so most of her job is spent trying to get them to see things more well-rounded instead of just from the perspective of a man. Yes, yeah. white man. Yeah. You know, yeah. these, are, these are men who run this motherfucking country, right? Mm-hmm. So it's no different in music. Even when there are female presidents, CEOs, VPs, they still are surrounded with men mm-hmm. who they're pulling, like they constantly, their job is fighting men every day to get us our just due in the music industry. And I, I know if it's exhausting for for us as the listener, it's super exhausting. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. They, yeah, they're in the trenches with it. Like, yeah. ugh. 
like promoting it's frustrating the- it's so frustrating <laughs> yeah so you know this is something i think we can talk forever about and nikki i'm so glad that you came on because you and tamara talk about music every week specifically so you li- you guys listen to i think you listen to more hip-hop than most women do so yeah, and, ba- and look, and we listen to some bad stuff. Some bad, just to say that we listen I to. Think it. We all do. We do. You, you sometimes <laughs> you gotta take one for the team, right? You gotta take. You gotta take a hit here and there just to be like, all right, then. I listen. I listen to my fair share of trash music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about that, but I think I value Tamara's musical knowledge because, for one, she's a little older than me, so she has seen the rise of hip hop pretty much from the beginning. So she has a, a perspective that is very unique. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's not going to just depend on all the niggas in the industry that have evolved at the time. Tamara can literally tell you the women who have gone through the decades with music. And then Nikki, I don't think you're too much different, even though we're about the same age, but it's, it's the perspective and... This is kind of what we want to give our audiences why we love hip hop, despite yeah. at the same time. Despite, us, despite it may not love us back sometimes. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, you know, hip hop always has its, its shining moments here and there that make us make us proud to be fans. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go through, it has its low moments also, but I feel like, you know, right now, I feel like we're kind of in a midway point where there's a lot more, I would say, female hip hop artists that are being recognized than there has been in recent years. Um, and then the the female rappers that are out, there's a there's a variety that if, you know, if Meg and Cardi is not your thing, you got Baby Tate or you got Flo Millie or, you know, or you got somebody like Rico Nasty. Like you have places that you can go and choose what fits you whereas i feel like at some point all the female rappers sounded the same looked the same and, yep. and look wait a minute and yes. erica banks i'm talking about you go away um <laughs> lord are you calling me lord jesus no that's just, that's just me putting you're it. father god <laughs> just me putting I, thought, it. I thought the lord was calling me yes jesus Yes. Nikki knows how I feel about feel about Erica Banks. I just it's kind of a wee thing. Yes, because I just more her, vocal about it. I'd be I just like I'm ignoring her ass. I just I just feel like, and this is kind of a sidebar, but in her situation, you have signed with a man who is trying to get back at his former artist. So he's trying to replicate something. And I feel like it's not you. What you're putting out is not you. It's mm-hmm. like he wants to duplicate something that's already doing very well and he can't get no money from it anymore. So I feel like she's in a space where she wanted a deal, but mm-hmm. to get this deal, you have to do this. And then if it, if it pops, then you can do what you want to do, but it's never going to pop. And that that's the problem. It's never going to pop. And you're going to be stuck in that space forever. Remember when Britney Spears first came out, her and Christina Aguilera came out around the same time. They sounded very similar. So what did the record company tell Britney? Oh, change up your voice. Sound like this. And now she's stuck. She's stuck in that vocal tone 
that ain't really her vocal tone. Right. People don't believe she can sing. Right. right. But she can sing. And that's the thing yeah. that pisses me off. That, yes. that she really can't. I mean, and now what, what is Christina Aguilera doing? She's putting out Latin records. I mean, Spanish records. Yes, she is. Every yes, every record is. she even put out now has been in Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand a whole word, but I like, still got that throat. <laughs> still got it. <laughs> It's true. But yes, but you know, um, I feel like hip hop is in an okay space right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it'll only get better. Mm-hmm. Um, if children stop drinking the lean and taking the perks. Um, you oh, know, thanks. they might last longer and have longer careers. Y'all stop crushing up that Adderall and sniffing it. Yes. Okay. Y'all better get some coffee and some Pepsi like I do and call it a day. <laughs> oh, well, they got the new Coke girl that's got the that's got the coffee inside of it. They just drink it and what? There you go. If you need to be awake for whatever reason, get that. But quit messing with stuff that y'all know good and darn well you shouldn't be messing with. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Nikki, thank you for being on. Where can the people find you? Uh, I'm in the streets, all Gemini season. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> Gemini season is June 15th for me. Um, social media, just Nikki13. That's everything. That's Twitter. That's um, Instagram. I don't think I have a Tumblr no more, but if I do, you probably find me there. Um, and then the podcast that Tam and I share is Muse Aficionado, M U S A F I C I O N A D O. I'm so glad I can spell that and not have to write it out. Um, and we are live every Monday. It posts on Tuesday. And then uh, this podcast posts on Wednesday. So you can get Tam two times a week. Uh, Double um, dose. Hello. Uh, and I think that's it. Outside of that, don't be on my DMs unless you're sending money. You're send the money. City girls it. up 1,000. <laughs> I was just saying, this pussy talk. This pussy's all English, Spanish, and French. French. Yeah. French. I'm just saying. They taught me well. <laughs> Louis, Gucci, and Chanel. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Nikki. You're welcome. You You're welcome. Listening. Anything for y'all. Anything for y'all, of course. Thank you for listening. And be sure to come back next week. We do yeah. not have a test, it will be just as live. Oh, of course. We're always going to be on point. You know how that goes. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> she said, it's lit. Boy, did we sound like old people. <laughs> yes, we do. I'm proud. I'm proud. Come back next <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, come back next week. <laughs> Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OVI Podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. And thank you for listening to Outside Voice Inside.